Results Radio Podcast. Now, listen to a slice of wisdom, a concept, a sentiment, a theory, and maybe even a rant from one of your industry colleagues. For the record... Hey, welcome to For the Record, episode 44 with Murray Voth. Now, he wants to know if you know how to tap into the river of money inside your economy. Hey, Carm Capriato here. Now, do you consider yourself an early adopter? Do you like to stay ahead of the technology curve? Was that a yes? Well, FlexCheck Auto is designed just for you. Not only is the FlexCheck Auto digital vehicle inspection platform flexible and 100% customizable to your shop's needs, it's the most innovative DVI software available. DVI is revolutionizing the auto industry, as you know, and if you've been thinking about making the switch from a paper inspection process, start your 30-day free trial with FlexCheck Auto today. You'll be joining the industry-leading, cutting-edge shops that are enjoying increased average repair order and more satisfied customers with FlexCheck Auto. Go to FlexCheckAuto.com to get started today. Hey, I've always offered you to create your own For the Record episode by turning on your own smart device and recording your opine. It is an open invitation. Record on your smart device and email me the file, and let's talk about it. Find Murray's Talking Points on the show notes page at RemarkableResults.biz slash F044. Hey, the views and opinions expressed are those of my guest and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the author, sponsors, associates, or affiliates of LSTN Media, LLC. Now, Murray Voth, business coach and trainer and contributor to the Business Coaches Lab that you hear on the Town Hall Academy, gets it off his chest when shop owners blame the economy for their businesses poor performance. Murray Speaks, for the record. Hey, it's Murray Voth here from RPM Trending, uh, for the record. Well, I've got lots of things to rant about, but one of the things that's been bugging me lately is the economy. I have some clients and group members in some parts of North America that have been a little quieter the last couple of years because of the oil economy. Uh, the oil uh, pipelines are not being built. The oil's not being taken out of the ground. Uh, there's been layoffs and jobs. And I want to acknowledge that there is pain. I want to acknowledge that there are challenges and tough things happening to people and to families. But it's been two and a half years, and I'm still hearing people in a room tell me that it's the economy. And why this is a rant is because in the same room are people who have had 30% increases last year. We have had people join the Million Dollar Club. We have had people hit benchmarks, guidelines, sold hours per technician per day in the same marketplace, in that tough marketplace. And my personality, I get driven crazy by why is it working here but not there? Why doesn't it work for me but it works for somebody else? And I have to dig and dig and dig to figure out what is going on. It's easy to simplify this, oversimplify this. It's easy to can this in a, in a one sentence, and that's not possible because this is up to each individual person. Every one of us has a different personality, a different outlook, different baggage, different circumstances, different sets of good things happening, different sets of bad things happening. So I don't want to can this in one box like saying it's your mindset. I can't just say that because there are people with a good mindset who lost their job because the price of oil fell. 
And uh, there's good people whose businesses aren't growing because of other factors. You know, and I'm speaking of the prairies of Canada right now, but I'm sure there's segments of the United States where the economy is tough. You know, factories have been closed, um, plants have been moved, you know, so it's, it's, there's pockets all over North America that people are feeling the pinch. Yet in those same pockets, you hear fantastic stories. So here's what I'm finding out. Here's what I'm finding out is some of us are sitting back and waiting for it to get better. And that's a common habit. We've gone through cycles of the economy for decades. I'm close to 60 and I've been through lots of ups and downs in my life as a worker, employee, as a business owner, shop owner, and now as a coach and a trainer. And that's one thing we have to stop is it's so complicated today. It's not just going to come back in every single marketplace. It's not just the global economy, the U.S. economy, the Canadian economy. It's your local economy. And I read something recently about different economies within economies. Where I live now, I'm relatively close to downtown Vancouver, and that's close to someplace called the downtown east side. And there's some tough stuff happening down in that area with homelessness and tough things like that. But by the same token, there are people selling stuff on the street, drove through there on the way to a restaurant the other night, and people vending their wares out on the sidewalk. There's an economy of people selling used things to each other on the street. Money is changing hands. I'm not saying it's booming. I'm not saying it's the best economy to be part of, but it's an economy. So the thought comes to my mind is, which part of the economy are you part of? Are you part of the everyday middle-class economy who's losing their jobs? Are you part of the blue-collar economy who's do-it-yourself for people who fix their own cars? Or are you part of the economy of people that have jobs and professions and do have money? And I don't want to criticize any walk of life here, but I ask shop owners, how many university professors, how many rocket scientists, how many surgeons how many violin players, how many bassoon players, how many symphony orchestra conductors do you have bringing their cars to you? Can you even relate to those people? Do you even know how to be in a context where you can talk to people like that? These are the same as everyday people. They might have these high titles, but they've got money. They're looking for a place to bring their car. They're looking for somebody that they can trust. It's your own economy. Look for where you can fit in. The second part that I'm looking at is we can't just wait because there's been a huge shift in our world for the last, I'm going to say, five years. 2007 was the last record year before the Great Recession for car sales in North America. Brand new car sales were something like 1.6 million sales uh, in, in Canada. I forget what the U.S. number is. And every year after the recession recovered, so 2012 Pardon, yeah, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, all went up to the point where we broke 2 million in Canada. I forget what it is in the States. Pardon me, I should have done my research before I ranted. And folks, last year we finally took a decline in that. What is happening? That many new cars replacing? How many new cars got sold in your marketplace? How many of those people have been retained by the new car dealers because of their free oil changes or their free service packages or even their locked-in service packages? I had a friend who I haven't spoken to for years, a high school friend, um, reach out to me with a car question. We're friends on Facebook. And he asked me, he said, is this a fair price for this service? And I'm like, well, that's like 
asking me is the sky blue? I mean, I need more details before I can answer that question. And he was trying to compare the dealer to the independent to doing it himself. And I said, why don't you just go to a good independent, build a relationship, quit trying to price things as a consumer. He said, well, I'm tied into the dealer because I get free washes when I go there for service and I get free roadside assistance. I'm like, I think we can hire a good kid who can wash and vacuum cars. I think we can subscribe to a good roadside assistance program through all of our suppliers. You name them, they have them. Give them with our service packages and retain these people. Folks, for goodness sakes, let's stop looking for all our customers' objections and begin to offer solutions. Here's another piece that's bugging me on this rant about the economy. How do you communicate that you exist? How do you communicate that you're available? You know, we used to put an ad in the yellow pages, and if we put enough A's in front of our ad, we would be the first one in the yellow pages, right? A, 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 Automotive was the first one that was listed. How a ridiculous world that we used to live in when we would play with the alphabet to get at the top of the yellow pages listing. But it worked back in those days. The phone rang because of the yellow pages. Now we look at technology, we look at social media, we look at the internet, we look at all the stuff that's happening, and so many of us are confused, frustrated, afraid, terrified of joining into this whole process. And yeah, there are some dangerous things, and yeah, there are some things, but you know what? I don't talk personally on Facebook with my public, my public persona. I don't broadcast my political views. I don't show pictures of my kids and, and my relatives at barbecues because... That's for my private settings. That's for my interaction privately with my friends and with my family. I have my own personal brand that's out there. I have my company brand that's out there. And I'm doing it in a safe manner. It's, you can use anything for, for good or for evil, anything. I mean, I had a motorcycle when I was 19. Did I drive it safely? Most of the time. <laughs> I did my pilot's license when I was 20. Did I do that safely? Yeah, all of the time. I'm still here. <laughs> Uh, it's all about context, folks, when it comes to uh, to these different pieces of using things. So I tell people, you know, they ask me, what do you think of this? or what? And I said, you know, I'm imagining in the 50s, if I moved to a new town, you know, any town USA or any town Canada, and I was new to that community, chances are if I was a guy, I would go to the barbershop. And if I was a lady, I'd go to the hairdressing salon to find out who was the best mechanic, the best butcher the best doctor, the best dentist, the best whatever in that town. That's what would happen. Word of mouth, talking to the network. I tell people that Facebook is a barbershop, a hairdressing salon on steroids, super steroids. In fact, you have to behave because any good thing you do gets broadcasted out there. Anything bad gets broadcasted even worse, right? So as long as we're behaving, let's use this whole piece. So some of these same people that I've been blasting about the economy are some of the same people that have gotten kind of frustrated with a couple shops in their marketplace. Um, one in the prairies and one here on the West Coast, Northwest Coast, are saying that, you know, there's these shops out there that we know don't do that good work. We know that they're, they don't have quality technicians. They're not using the best parts. One guy just this morning, one of my clients said that there's people buying transmissions online fancy rebuild transmissions for their trucks for $7,000. And he's had to tear some down to, to rebuild or to warranty. And he said, there's stuff happening in these things that he would never do as an independent transmission shop. He said, I can do better for a better price than that. And I said, yeah, but you don't have an online presence. 
He said, you're right. He said, these places have so much polish. He used the word polish. The other people talk about this shop and they say he's got such a web presence. He's always posting cool things about cars. He's posting cool things about his community, cool things about his customers, right? And I say to people, join the barbershop, join the hairdressing salon, get a web presence and begin talking to people out there. Talk about your community. Talk about your shop. Talk about how good you are. You know, Canadians have a problem, Carm, bragging, um, but I know that a lot of blue-collar, small-town, meat-and-potatoes Americans don't like bragging either. It's, it's, it's against our values to brag about ourselves. I tell people there's a way to brag appropriately. There's nothing wrong with telling somebody that you're the best when it's actually true. Because they get bugged by people who say they're best that are not true. So it says, well, why not get out there and say that? So folks, join the internet. Research how many cars got sold in your marketplace last year. It's possible that you have to do a database update and start finding these people who loved you once, who are trapped in a... Uh, Trapped in a cycle of the new car dealership packages who would love to get out, get back to an independent, but they don't know that you service their brand of car. They don't know that you keep up with that technology. So communicate, talk. Folks, yeah, the economy can be tough for some people, but for lots of you, it's a huge opportunity out there. You know, just in closing here, when the economy slows down, like the global economy or the, the U.S. economy, the Canadian economy, they start talking about the recession slowing by 1.4% as opposed to growing. Well, that means that the economy still has 90, whatever, 98.6%, it still exists. It didn't go away. Unemployment is 7%, 6%, 5%. That means that 95% of people are still working. Folks, the opportunity is huge. It's a matter of joining that river that's got the money in it, that's your economy. For the record, this is Murray Voth. for listening to For the Record from Remarkable Results Radio. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening app. Find all Remarkable Results podcast content at remarkableresults.biz. Remember, your learning curve never sounded so good. 